Hiking trails are often portrayed in horror films as frightening and dangerous, though in reality this is rarely the case. Tragically, a real-life monster found 13-year-old Liberty German and 14-year-old Abigail Williams on February 13, 2017, as they hiked the Monon High Bridge Trail in Delphi, Indiana. We've never found this monster, though we have seen him, and we've heard his voice as he ordered the girls to go down the hill. Despite video evidence, four years later, we are still searching for the Delphi Killer. Welcome to Fact and Suspicion. I'm your host, Dan, here with my co-host, Ben. And tonight, we will be discussing the murders of Abby Williams and Libby German. I remember following this case, like, back when the audio had first come out of uh, that recording of, you know, the guy saying, down the hill. You remember that? When I started keeping up with it, the audio was already out, so I, I don't know how long after the murders it was, but I do know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess just... Uh, with this case, I always assume everyone knows quite a bit about it just because I've followed this one for so long, but we should probably just sort of explain the situation of it, I guess, for everyone, was Abby and Libby went hiking, and Libby actually took a video of a man that was following them. Uh, there was a video of him walking across the bridge, and apparently on that video, she also got an audio recording of him as is part of the video, but he says down the hill. And later there's another snippet that says, it sounds like he says guys down the hill, but I'm not exactly sure that's what he says. And then this man, uh, you know, as everyone suspects, was this man that murdered them and their bodies were found later. But it really, it really shook the world. And I guess it made it so much more real because we have video and audio of this guy, and it makes it just you know haunting. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I completely agree. The that that still image of him walking across the bridge is particularly chilling, and it's one of those cases where you just I don't understand how it isn't solved yet, since they have a video of the guy and audio of his voice. No, I I completely agree with you on that. I mean, I've been wondering how someone doesn't know who this guy is. The, the police have said they they're fairly certain he's local to Delphi or, you know, at least knows the area. Well, you think someone around there knows this guy would know him, you know, on site or would know his voice, right? Or the, the way he walks, for example. That's true. That's very true. But uh, before we get too much into that, let's, uh, let's sort of break down the timeline of, of exactly what happened here. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people are sort of fuzzy on the details of when exactly everything happened on this case. Now, on February 13th, uh, Libby and Abby decide they want to go hiking uh, on the Monon High Bridge Trail. And they get dropped off about 1.30 uh, by Libby's sister, Kelsey. And they're dropped off on County Road 300, which is where the trail starts, or at least the portion of the trail they're hiking starts. Uh, and then the last contact anyone had with the girls is at 2.07 p.m. And what happens then is that Libby posts a photo of Abby walking across the uh, the bridge uh, to her Snapchat. The same one from the picture that the guy's walking across? Yeah, yeah it's the same bridge. 
So this must have been right before the the murders, then, right? It it would seem so. Now, I, I guess there's a possibility that they videoed him coming across the bridge, and then he followed them a little bit longer, and, and then attacked them. Right. We, we don't know for sure, but, but it, it was would probably seem close like, in time either way. Yeah, it would. It would be. It would have to be close. I would think. Um, now. Another thing I'd like to go ahead and explain here is a lot of people don't know about this bridge. This bridge is an old uh, railroad bridge. It's it's not in very good repair, and it's really high off the ground. So it's it's dangerous to walk across this, especially if you don't know what you're doing, right? Now, Abby and Libby had walked across it before, and they knew what they were doing, but we don't know if this guy that came behind them walking across the bridge had ever walked the bridge before. Maybe he had. Um, it's, it's very possible that he was just out there waiting for someone to hike by to murder, honestly. That's um, disturbing. It is, but, I mean, you've got to wonder, like, how else this would happen, right? Because, I mean, I guess you could say it's a crime of opportunity, but the guy just, I mean, the guy just happens to be hiking and decides he's going to murder someone. You, you think he went out there with intention, you know? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's true. And I wouldn't think he followed them to the the trail either. That wouldn't that wouldn't make sense, right? Weren't they dropped uh, off right at it? Yeah, they were dropped off right at the trail. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he he got behind you know Kelsey's car and followed them to the trail either. So, I mean, I guess it's possible, but it seems like the guy had to have been out there just you know waiting for something, or at least did had they do this frequently? Is it possible he's a guy who saw them uh, at another time and came back hoping to catch them? I don't think they did it frequently enough for him to just be waiting on them there. Okay. You know, um, but a lot of, uh, of, of young people did like to hike that trail and he probably knew that. Okay. Now two Oh seven is when she posted that photo. Right. So we, we'd assume the video of the guy had to be taken pretty, pretty soon after that. And at three fifteen, the girls were supposed to meet Libby's dad. Uh, he was going to pick them up. Now, you know, at 3.15, they don't show up, and Libby's dad thinks, well, maybe the girls got lost or something. So he contacts some other family members, and they go search the trail for the girls. Um, you know, they don't really think anything's wrong at this point. They just think, you know, maybe they're goofing off, or maybe they got off the trail a little bit. And they're looking, but by 5.30 p.m., they still haven't found them, and that's when they uh, contact the sheriff's department. Now, the Carroll County Sheriff, Tobe Leasonby, uh, get search crews uh, to the area pretty quickly and they start searching the trails. Uh, now, you know, initially again, they don't suspect foul play, right? And they did attempt to ping their cell phones, but they didn't get any hits. Uh, so they thought maybe the phones had gone dead or they just had them turned off. But at 1145 that night, the sheriff actually calls off the search for the night. Now he said that he didn't feel like the girls were in any imminent danger. But that's really strange to me, right? Because why wouldn't he think point, they were in? I mean, these are how old you say they were? Thirteen and fourteen, and they just—they've been gone what six hours, hours by this point? Eight? Yeah, a little over. And eight. he doesn't think they're in any imminent danger. No. Now m- maybe he's just assuming that the girls got lost off the trail. Uh, I don't know if maybe the weather was pretty mild that night, but you know, February in Indiana, you would assume it, it's going to get pretty chilly that night. I would, I would think they would search through the night. Now, I'm not trying to... I'd certainly hope so. Obviously, like I'm not trying to blame their murder on the sheriff because we know now they were already dead. Right. 
but I, I think it's I think it's uh it was a bad call to call that off, and I, I think it's it's fair to call that out. Uh, the next day, it's February fourteenth. That's Valentine's Day. Uh, obviously, uh, the search resumes at ten a.m. Uh, we don't know exactly what time the bodies were found, but there was a press conference at one fifty p.m. saying that the bodies had been found. Uh, now at the, at the time they had not been identified. So they did continue searching, but they scaled back their searching efforts because they were pretty sure these were these bodies were Abby and Libby. Right. Yeah. Now they were they were confirmed or they were announced to be confirmed uh, as Abby and Libby on the fifteenth, and uh, that's the day that the Indiana State Police released the photo of that man walking across the bridge. Just the still image. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time, we didn't actually know where that photo came from either. It was it was sort of a mystery. Everyone was just wondering, you know, how did they get this photo? Was there a trail cam out there? You know, right. uh, what was going on? We did not know that it actually came from a video that that Libby had taken. But we did find that out about a week later. Now, on the 22nd of February, that's when we find out that it was a video Libby had taken uh, on the Snapchat app. And that's also when they released the audio clip that says, Down the Hill. Um, I guess we could go ahead and play that for everyone. Uh I assume most people have heard it, but still it's pretty quick. Right so, yeah. now that clip you that you heard is the one that said "guys down the hill," but uh, the the clip that was released on the twenty second of February actually just said "down the hill." Uh, later on, they added in that extra, you know, half second where where he said "guys." Uh, but I'm curious why they would edit that out in the first place. It seems like any extra dialogue might help someone recognize him. You know, I have no clue, but, and this is something that we're going to talk about a lot in this case, the police have kept so many details secret about this particular case. Um, I mean, is it because they, I mean, do you think maybe they have a suspect in mind? That's usually what that means. I, I hope so. I mean, honestly, let's think about it. We have video and audio of this guy. You'd think someone has to be able to identify him, right? Right. So I'd like to think they know who this guy is and they're just trying to build a case. They're trying to get the evidence they need. But, I mean, that may be the case. That may not. I don't know. But, you know, a lot of times in these kind of cases, police want to keep certain things secret that only the killer would know. Right. And I don't know what that has to do with the little snippet where he says, guys down the hill. I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure that he's actually saying guys, and maybe they're not sure either. So maybe they just wanted to release a snippet of audio where they were sure of what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not positive. But, you know, honestly, we still don't even know how Abby and Libby died. We don't Uh, know the cause of death? No. Now, they said it was murder, but we don't know if they were, you know, stabbed or strangled or shot. We, We don't know. We don't know what happened. What's... I just, what's the purpose of, of leaving that out of the media unless you have a suspect in mind? You know, I really don't know. And you'd think that, let's say, these girls were, you know, were shot. You, you'd think they could say they were shot and they could just, you know, withhold like how many times or right. with what caliber bullet or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, we, just, we just don't know. We don't know if they were sexually assaulted or not. Uh, this, this kind of crime usually sexual in nature, so you would think, Quite possibly, but we don't know that. Just a lot of details we have no clue about, and that's that's a pattern with this case. 
Um, but yeah, they, they, they only released the down the hill snippet and they did not release the video. They only said that that, that photo was from a video. When did they release the video? Was it soon? They did not release the actual video until two years later. It was April 22nd, 2019. They released the video of a bridge guy walking across the bridge. They, uh, also released that extended audio clip and they released a new composite sketch. Um, now we had an initial composite sketch in July of 2017, but the, the new one came out in 2019. They said that they were going with that one from then on. The original um, was the one with the flat cap, right? Yeah. And the guy looked older and mm-hmm. in the new one, he's he, the sketch doesn't show a kind of hat and, and he definitely looks younger in that one. Now, uh, Another interesting thing on the 22nd of April, when they had that press conference, the Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter actually said at that press conference that he felt like the killer was hiding in plain sight and that he could even be in the room uh, during the press conference right then. That almost sounds like he was talking to someone. It, it really like he does, suspected the killer might actually be in the room. Yeah, yeah. That um, That's what it struck me that way, too. Now... Whether maybe he was just trying to gauge people's reaction. Who knows? Maybe he was. Maybe he was. But, you know, a lot of times in these kind of cases, the killers try to, you know, insert themselves later on. They want to be around for all the details. They just can't help themselves, right? Right. Uh, and it, it's very possible. You know, if if they did have a good idea of who this man was, then, I mean, it, they may have known the guy was in the room. You know, just been calling him out. Very possible. Also, you know, when they released that new composite sketch, they did say that they thought the man was between the ages of 18 and 40, which was quite different from what, you know, we'd been working with before that, because he looked to be at least 40 in that first composite sketch. It also doesn't tell us very much. 18 to 40? I kind of felt like when they said that, they were just trying to say, we don't think he's as old as we initially thought, you know, in that that first composite sketch, because the guy looked older, right? I'd um, like to know what information they were going on. That what what led them to that? Well, you know, we can only make assumptions because we don't have the facts. Obviously, they haven't released them. But the fact that they have this composite sketch—I mean, either there's more video where we see the guy's face closer, and they haven't released that to us. I don't know why they wouldn't, if that was the case, right? Yeah. Or there had to have been uh, an eyewitness that saw this guy on the trail that day. You know. It's, it's very possible that someone hiked by him going the other way and saw this guy. He was, you know, a little ways behind those girls on the trail and was able to give a description of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. Though I'll say just from a just from looking at that one still image, it seems to me that the first composite sketch fits him better. Now, of course, you can't really see any facial features, so it's difficult to say, but I don't know, just at a glance, it, the that first composite sketch looks more realistic to me. I can understand So it seems that. like you might be right that somebody gave them some information that made them change their mind. Yeah. Now, here's one thing I'll say about that first composite sketch is, I know we've got a new composite sketch now, right? But that first composite sketch, that's what the killer looks like in my mind still, because that's the one that you know we had for two years. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I look at the picture of that guy walking across the bridge, that does not look like a flat cap to me. looks like a ball cap to me. Yeah. 
I think it does look kind of like a ball cap, but forever I thought it was a flat cap because that's what was in the, you know, in right, the yeah. sketch, right? Um, honestly, when I saw the sketch, that flat cap and looked at the picture of the guy, I was thinking he looked kind of like Rick from Pawn Stars. But, you know, like, it, it doesn't matter. I think the, the sketch could have been misleading us as to how he looked exactly. While we're on the subject of this guy's photo, let's talk about that little uh, hip pack or whatever he's wearing in it. So, to me, it can be one of two things. Uh, either a fanny pack or maybe a, a case for binoculars. And I only say the latter because I actually have a binoculars case that, that seems to be about the size that it shows in that picture. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I've also heard a lot of speculation that it could be a, a deer hunting kit. Uh, you know, it's like a little, it's basically a fanny pack, right? That mm-hmm. you would have your knife and everything in that you need to hang up the deer and uh, and gut it and everything after you kill it. Okay. Um, and it, it, it appears like it could be camouflage along with the hat. So that could make some sense. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. But, you know, let's say if it is a, a hunting kit like that, right? Mm-hmm. That just, you know, seems to add a whole new level of disturbing to this to me certainly suggests premeditation if that's what that is definitely he he doesn't look like he's there to hunt no not not animals that blue jacket right right no he's he's not wearing camo there's no rifle slung over his shoulder and also if you look uh at his right hand stuffed in that pocket Mm -hmm. um it looks like he could have a gun in that pocket too i suppose that's possible i mean it's it's just pure speculation but yeah it really is yeah it's you know, we're just speculating at this point, but it, it does look like something's in there. He may just have his hands stuffed in there, keeping it warm, but... Um, you know, one more thing to add here. If it is a fanny pack, I think we can rule out the 19 to, say, 25 ages. That's a boomer carrying case. It, well, it, it is. I mean, unless it's meant for hunting, right? Because, you know, younger hunters would have something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. You know, honestly, when I first saw the picture, I did not see it as as a pouch or a pack or anything. I I kind of saw it as like he had a t-shirt that was untucked that was hanging down there. But I I think the the pack fits a little better. Yeah, I, I think so too. So now this is the question that that is that immediately comes to my mind. You say this is from a video, right? Yes. Yeah. Do we have any idea? Do the police have any suggestion? why she would have known to record him in the first place. Well, obviously like they haven't told us that Uh, there could be some hints in the video as to why she would have known to start recording, but we can assume, you know, a couple things here. One, if this guy's been following them through their whole hike, that'd probably creep the girls out. Right. Yeah, of course. And they want to start trying to take a video of him. It was quick thinking. No question. Yeah. Um, another is that, you know how we were talking about earlier, this bridge is, is actually pretty dangerous to walk across. It's really high off the ground. You know, if you fell off of it, you're going to die. Um, See, I didn't know that. I always assumed that this bridge was like just off the ground. No, no, it's, it's a really high bridge. Um, okay. now these girls had been across it before. They knew what they were doing, right? Um, I'd say a lot of people probably hike that trail. And don't go across the bridge. They probably just go out and, you know, see the bridge, you know, look at the view for a few minutes and then hike back the way they came. Gotcha. Um, I can't say that for sure, but it definitely seems that way to me because if you look at some photos of this bridge, you know, 
not this photo, but you know, some other photos of it, of how high it is. It's pretty scary looking. Uh, so I think to them, they're probably thinking, well, it's, it's weird. This guy is following us. Let's get across this bridge. And if he keeps coming across the bridge, you know, maybe we should, you know, take some pictures or something because it's, it's pretty creepy. Right. Right. Um, now, I mean, I just, I wonder if he had, um, if he had called out to them or tried to signal to them in some way that, that, you know, that made them nervous. And if he was still walking across the bridge and they were on the other side, and they were really worried. Why wouldn't they have run? That's a great question. I mean, she was thinking quickly enough to start recording, which honestly I think is way more presence of mind than I would have had in a similar situation. I wonder what was happening. Maybe they couldn't run or, or why they chose not to. I don't know. I'm not sure that they really had anywhere to run. Um, Weren't they still on the trail, like back towards where they were going to meet their father or one of their fathers? They were, and they had a trail through there, but this could have been sort of like rough terrain that it's not really good for running. Um, though I, I do kind of wonder if he hadn't maybe threatened them already. Like, you know, maybe he did have a gun. Maybe he showed it to them. And maybe they're afraid if they ran that he might, you know, pull that on them and try to shoot them. Very um, possible. And that, that could explain why his hands are suspiciously in his jacket pocket like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I have wondered myself for, for a long time why they didn't, they didn't run. And I don't and know. And did he know that he was being recorded? Because it looks like his head is tilted down, like he's trying to prevent his face from being seen. You know, to me, if he had known he was being recorded, he probably would have done something to get rid of that phone. Actually, that's a really good point because he left it behind. Now, we don't know, you know, maybe Libby threw it out into the brush where he couldn't find it. Maybe he just didn't know he was being recorded. I, I don't know. Maybe he did something. Maybe he damaged the phone and it was found damaged, but they're still able to, to get the video from it. Um, like I said, we, we don't have these details. We don't know what kind of shape the phone was in when they found it. And that that's so infuriating. I mean, it seems like if they don't have a suspect in mind that this information could only help them find a suspect, giving the public more information to work with. I know. And, and th there is no lack of people, you know, no lack of web sleuths on this one that are willing to dig into any piece of information we're given. Right. right. Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah. I, I do not know, but I think it's possible he knew he was being recorded just because he had his, you know, head tilted down. Um, no, it's possible that he was just trying to appear nonchalant at the time. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Maybe, you know... Because I think you're right. If he had known he was being recorded, he'd have gotten rid of that phone. He'd have mm -hmm. taken it with him. You know, let's, let's look at this from another angle, too. We were talking about, you know, why the girls didn't run, you know? And, okay. And he is acting kind of nonchalant here. Maybe he had called out to the girls saying that he didn't know where to go across the bridge. He needed them to show him or something, right? That would probably add to the creepy factor. They might want to record him, but they don't want to run off and leave the guy helpless, right? That 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 could be the case. Maybe that was just a precautionary measure, and then they you know they were going to help him out, but they wanted to have the footage there just in case. Yeah. Again, pure speculation, right? Uh, but that's really all we can do on this. We don't have that many facts. Uh, that yeah, it's so frustrating. Um, and you know. I would still love to know the story on why, like, what information did they have to change the composite, right? W what made them go from the first image to the other two? They'd have to have some information from somewhere, right? 
I mean, unless they had some sort of computer expert come in with like imaging software that were able to enhance it in some way, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure like to what degree you could even enhance that, right? If they did, why wouldn't they show us the enhanced photo? Well, I mean, that would be a good question, except they don't seem to have shown us much of anything at this point. No. And we don't know what else is on this video that she took. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it could show his face. We we don't know. Um, I wouldn't think that it shows his face because I, we, I would like to think that we would have seen the face if it shows the I face. Mean, or, honestly, even more, I would like to think that if they had a clear image of his face, they'd have caught him by now. Yeah. I mean, for, for one, the kind of person who commits this sort of crime, it is very rare that they don't have a long list of, of lesser crimes beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. He would be in a database somewhere, surely. There's usually a long criminal history that leads up to this sort of egregious act. It doesn't happen out of the blue. Yeah, I, I don't think this is possibly his first time. You know, I mean, he's at least assaulted people before this. Now, there is one thing I would like to point out, though, while we're talking about how they got that information. We know that video is longer than the snippet they showed us because the audio is not from the snippet of video that we saw. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think about that, but he's walking across the bridge at the time. How could he be speaking to him? Yeah, and we we don't know how long she actually recorded or what she got on the recording either. Something tells me that she probably didn't get his face because it would seem to me that she would have had to have been pretty obvious about it to get his face. In fact, my guess is the only good shots she got of him were while he was walking across the bridge, and then she either put it in her pocket or, like you suggested, threw it away after that. So where it could pick up the audio, but wouldn't necessarily get any clear visual of him. Yeah. Is sticking it in her pocket, that would be really smart in this case. You know, keep recording so it'll get any kind of audio. Mm Mm-hmm. It bothers me so much that these girls got this video and audio and it's got still out there. Yeah, I know. It's infuriating. Now we've mentioned how critical the public has been that they've released so few details, right? Understand. Um, there is another criticism. Uh, it's not as, as big of a criticism, obviously. But one I think we should mention anyway is that um, dogs were never used on the scene of this murder uh, to try to, to track anyone away from it. Have the police explained why they chose not to? No, no, we we don't know. And again, like, they didn't give us the details. Uh, But I I do know that uh, there were bloodhounds on the way to the scene, or there were bloodhounds on the way uh, when the bodies were found. And when they found the bodies, they canceled the bloodhounds. Now, I'm assuming these hounds were, you know, they were meant to get Abby and Libby sent and try to track them, right? Right. Um, might not even been the right kind of dogs. Yeah. I don't know if they would have been able to track anything from the scene. Like, I honestly don't know enough about how that works. Like, would they have had to have something they knew belonged to the killer? Probably so. Uh, so we like maybe they didn't have that to provide to a dog to get it to try to send someone away from the scene. So, I mean, because what that there are blood dogs, cadaver dogs. And, like, dogs that just use, uh, like, like, scent, right? Tracking dogs. So I'm not sure which of those could be used to help find this guy, unless they already had a suspect, right? Yeah. Um, The only thing I can think of is maybe, like, a a blood dog, maybe, like, 
tracking, like if the person had their blood on them to try to track him away from the, the scene. But how yeah, but even then, because we don't know the, the cause of death, we don't know if there was any blood. Exactly. And also, you know, we should also mention, we don't know if they have any DNA evidence uh, from the scene. They haven't mentioned that. Yeah, because that. we don't know if they were molested or not. We don't know. We don't know if the killer left anything on the scene. We don't know if they have a murder weapon. I mean, obviously, I hope they're not, but part of me thinks that's probably wishful thinking. Yeah. No, it's... It, it, Why else would you target girls that young? I know. I mean, it's it's sickening, but we have to, to stay in focus of this, and we know that most of these crimes are sexually driven, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, like, we don't know if he left any DNA on the bodies. Um, I wish we knew that. If I knew there was some DNA evidence, I could at least sleep a little better at night knowing that if they ever run across this guy's DNA in a database, you know what I mean? He'd be an immediate hit. Yeah, if yeah. he gets arrested yeah, that'd be nice. for, for assault on some other woman, they'll know. They'll find him. But I don't know. I don't know. So do we know if they checked all of the surrounding properties? Yeah, they did. Actually, they have uh, executed several search warrants. And uh, they executed a search warrant on the man that actually owned the property that the, the bodies were found on. Now, and, and they've said... Oh, that wasn't public property? Uh, no, the bodies were not found on public property. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how much of that trail is public property, but uh, they were... Obviously, they were off the trail a bit where the bodies were found because they did not find them as they were, you know, walking the trail. So, just out of curiosity, does that imply that he uh, maybe moved the bodies or did he just leave them where he killed them and that happened to be enough off the trail that it wasn't public? You know, it could be either one. Hmm. Um, we, you know, I mean, you, he obviously told them, you know, to go down the hill. So yeah. it, that, that leads me to believe he probably had them go somewhere he wanted them to go. Which brings me to another question. Do we have a decent idea at all of what hill he would have been talking about? Like, is there an area on that trail that, that seems likely? I mean, do we know where the bodies were found? No, we, we do not know where the bodies were found. We know they were found on, I, I don't remember the man's name. Uh, I, I didn't write his name down because I, I really don't like to mention people they've investigated that obviously- He was never a serious suspect. Yeah, weren't, weren't serious suspects. Yeah. So I, I don't like to mention names like that. But we know the man's uh, the name of the man whose property they were found on, but we just have kind of a general area of, of where that was. Um. If he's not listed as a person of interest, there's no yeah. reason in dragging his name to the public like that. But they did uh, they did execute a search warrant on his property, uh, and, and they said that this is just part of the investigation. We don't suspect the man, but it's right. you know we have to they have to cover their bases, right? Yeah, of course. And they've executed a lot of search warrants on this particular case and haven't turned up anything as far as we know. Now there have been a couple of named persons of interest. We're really, really just one named person of interest. I, I hate to say that these other people are, are named persons of interest. I'm assuming the internet has more. Yeah, the internet has so many more, right? And okay. and that that's a problem with this because the internet has come up with so many different people. They think this could be the person. This could be the person. There are people in the news. They think, hey, this person killed a woman. This person assaulted a woman. They look kind of like the composite drawing. So. It blows up. And then the media, they go to, you know, the Indiana State Police, the Sheriff's Department and say, have you looked into this guy? And they say, yes, we have looked into this person, but that doesn't mean this was a person of interest. That just means, you know, we got a tip on this person and we followed it up. 
right? Right, yeah. So, you know, in, in, in this kind of case, I don't like to mention those names because there's really nothing substantial to, to, draw, to bring them together, right? No, I, I agree completely. I'm not interested in getting some poor sap harassed. Exactly, yeah. Like a lot of the supposed suspects in the JonBenet Ramsey case. Yeah, yeah, right. That have had their lives destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to contribute to that. No, I don't either. And that's why I, I don't like to include people's names in this that they've investigated when obviously there's there's not much actually tying them to the case, right? Right, yeah. Um, there are two individuals I, I would like to mention, though. Uh, okay. Now, the first one is a man um, that was actually a named person of interest is the reason I want to mention him. He he was cleared, though, before we get into that. Um, okay. In September of 2017, a man named Daniel Nations. Uh, now, he is fr- he was from Indiana, but he was arrested in Colorado uh, when he actually threatened some strangers on a hiking trail with a hatchet. He was the guy you showed me the picture of last night, wasn't he? Yes, I, I did show you a okay. picture of him. Yeah, and uh, he, he does look, you know, somewhat similar to that first composite drawing, right? A little. I, I, yeah, I agree, somewhat. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the Indiana State Police really did look into him because he was from Indiana, and, you know, he, he would have likely known the area, not necessarily the trail, but known the area of Delphi, right? And... You know, he he threatened someone on a hiking trail, threatened to murder them. So it's it's a similar thing, right? That's fair. I mean, do, do we know if he had any um, any sex crimes in his past or any crimes against children at all? Nations was a registered sex offender, but do we know what crime though? I do not know what that offense was, and because that's kind of important when you're talking about sex. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to there bring are people on the sex offender yeah. offender registry for urinating in public. So, yeah. and I, I really I don't want to. Well, well, this is not a good guy. Obviously, I don't want to drag right. him through the mud too much because the Indiana State Police said they that he was cleared. They didn't say he was cleared, but they said they had stopped investigating him and he was no longer an active person of interest. And that was in 2018. Right. Okay. Like a lot of times, like the media outlets will call someone a registered sex offender, and then you look into it a little bit, and you find out that they were an 18 year old who, you know, slept with their 17 year old girlfriend in the wrong state. Right. Yeah. Um, like th- these are just completely different than than what that tends to evoke, which is pedophilia. Right. Well, I mean, you know, just because or you're rape on, of some sort, just because you're on the registry doesn't mean you're, you know, Jared Fogle. Right. 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 Thank God. Um, uh, but there is another man that I, I do want to mention, and much more interesting, at least I guess you could say, uh, okay. a man named James Brian Chadwell, and and this is uh the most recent suspect. I don't know that I'm familiar with him. Let's let's talk about Mr. Chadwell. It's been a while since I've seen any updates on this. Okay. So, well, in April of 2021, uh, he was arrested. He lured a nine-year-old girl into his home, uh, and then he beat her, strangled her, and sexually assaulted her. Oh. And she'd also been bitten by his dog. Uh, Now, what happened is this girl went missing. Her family contacted the police very quickly. The police immediately started going door to door. Uh, they, They came to Mr. Chadwell's door. He started throwing on clothes real quick and came to the door. I wouldn't say he was necessarily un, in a, a manner of undressed, but I could tell something was a little up with him. Looked disheveled. Looked disheveled. At least. 
So they came in, searched the home. They found her locked in his basement. Now, I, now she she's okay. You now. said they strangled. Oh, yeah. she's okay. Well, he didn't strangle her to death. He had just you know sort of strangled her. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, just maybe unconscious yeah, or something. Yeah, gotcha. Um, now about Mr. Chadwell, he he's he's from Indiana. Um, he's definitely been around the Delphi area. Um, uh, do you know how far away he lived? He lived in um, Lafayette or Lafayette, Indiana. I'm not sure how they pronounce that there. I think it's Lafayette, Indiana, uh, mm-hmm. at the time. But he had lived in different areas around Indiana, and uh, he had. I've read he had done some work in the Delphi area before. Now, okay, um, was he within a reasonable driving distance? Then you'd say he had moved around quite a bit. So I don't know where he was living in 2017. Uh, but when he was arrested in 2021, it was in Lafayette. That's only uh, about a half hour from Delphi. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's definitely what I would you know, consider close. Yeah, he enough. definitely would have known the area, right? Yeah. Uh, now we're going to get into some speculation at this point, and um, and you know, about about how he looks and everything. But if you look at Chadwell's mugshot and look at the composite sketch, I can definitely see similarities. Now I sent you a picture of Chadwell. Oh, he was the one with the the hair split down the middle, right? Yeah, yeah that's him. Uh, and I can okay. He actually has some similarities to to both of the composites. Yeah, I thought I think so. Like he has the general face shape of the second mm-hmm. one, and the same eyes, but he has uh, like his nose looks just like the 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 original one with the flat cap. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's that's something that struck me was that um the nose looked more like the first one than the second one. Um but the the noses are extremely similar on those two pigs. That hairline to me though looks a lot like that the new one. We, obviously we don't see a hairline in the first composite photo, right? Or composite sketch, right? And actually his eyes, I mean they they look pretty similar to the first one too now that I'm looking at them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. Like that could definitely be the guy. And honestly, now now this may be my personal bias, right? But when I, I've looked at several photos of Chadwell, and when I look at the photo of Bridge Guy, uh, with his face sort of turned down, I imagine mm-hmm. that's what Chadwell's face would look like turned down. Yeah, I mean I can see that. Like I could definitely put Chadwell's face over that image without any problem. Yeah. Uh, now we have more than just his photo, right? Now, um. Did I also send you a a picture of the 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 tattoo in question on his arm? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I'm not I'm not exactly sure what it is. I know it's really freaking creepy. It looks like a I guess a crying girl, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, and it I mean like I, I mean almost looks like blood coming out of her eyes. It's creepy. Uh huh. It's really creepy. Oh, it's disturbing as hell. Yeah. No question. Um, like definitely, I would think a mur- a tattoo that a murderer might have. Uh, but a lot of people have commented that that tattoo looks uh quite a bit like Libby. Now, do we know when he got it though? <laughs> I know. Would it fit the timeline? No, I, I do not know exactly when he got it. I, I've I've looked up a lot of photos of Chadwell, and I can find photos of him without that tattoo. Um, but I cannot. It's hard to put together exactly when he got it. It seems like he got it after 2017 from looking at photos, but I, I can't say I can prove that. Right. So, um, yeah, he's definitely an interesting suspect then. Yeah. I mean, I guess police are still actively looking at him. As far as we know, they said they were looking into him. 
But, you know, since this happened, I have not heard any updates on him. Uh, there's one more thing that I feel like we should mention about Chadwell. Uh, now, this man had posted some videos to TikTok. And everyone was able to go and, and watch these videos and listen to his voice and compare that to Bridge Guy saying down the hill. And, you know, a lot of people think that these voices sound similar. I think they sound similar. I think it's very possible that this was the man saying down the hill. I can't say that for sure, but uh, maybe can, can we just play that? Uh, and you know, let, Yeah, yeah, because I've actually waited to, to listen to it right now so that my opinion can be off the cuff. Right, well, let, let's play that so everyone can kind of make their own mind up on that. Come find me or I will find you. Guys, down the hill. Guys, down the hill. So, so what did you think about that? There are definitely similarities. Now, the quality on the original clip is so poor that I'm reluctant to say anything definitive, but I can certainly hear similarities, yes. I would. I definitely wouldn't say anything definitive either. I just, I feel like it's possible that this could be the, the guy, right? I can definitely say combined with everything else, it's troubling. Yeah, yeah. The only real thing about Chadwell that, that just doesn't make sense for me is that, again, I cannot help but believe that that the Indiana State Police and the FBI have had a pretty good idea of who committed this murder already. Based on the information they've chosen to release or yeah, not release? Well, mostly based on the fact they won't release information, right? It seems like they're really yeah. trying to build a case against someone. And, yeah. you know, with Chadwell coming to light, it, it doesn't seem to make sense that he would be that killer, right, that, that they've been trying to build the case against. When did he come to light exactly? Uh, earlier this year, April of 21. Hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that wouldn't make a lot of sense, would no. it? No. Um, you know. Well, maybe they're just incompetent. I mean, that's always a possibility. It, too. it really is. It really is. And I have to say, uh, the sheriff, Sheriff Leesonby himself, said that he has been reported on the tip line multiple times, and uh, the FBI and the state police did come to him to investigate him, to clear him uh, because of it. So, Okay, so there were there was more than one tip about this guy. Yeah, well, I mean, there have been thousands and thousands of tips, though, right? Um, so, you know, a handful of tips, people that don't like the sheriff, it's possible, right? But, um, yeah, I'm talking about the sheriff. Wait, wait, wait. You were talking about the sheriff. sheriff. Oh, okay. about the, I, thought, I thought you were talking oh, about Chad. No, 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 no. Okay. The sheriff himself has been reported. I'm sorry if I missed. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. yeah, he, he mentioned that before that, you know, like they've looked at so many people. Right. Um, and I guess, you know, every everyone that is reported, they're still trying. They still, you know, try to clear those people, try to see, could this be the person? Um, right. So maybe maybe they don't know. Maybe they have no clue who it is. Right. Uh, but the fact that they've kept so many details for so long. I would think if they did not have a good idea of who this was, they'd be putting out every bit of information they have. I mean, I, I agree, or at least I would hope that's the case, right? If if not, I'd... I mean, because sometimes police agencies, man, they just like to keep everything so close to the vest that they release very little to the public. I, mean, I think it's unproductive and stupid, like that kind of secrecy. But, I mean, it's it's not unprecedented. It's not. And I think with a, a case with this uh, magnitude of, I, I hate to call it popularity, but, you know, it, it, in, in essence it is. There are a lot of people, a lot of web sleuths on this case, right? 
I guess the more information you release, the the more people you're going to have digging into everything. So I don't know if that makes it that much harder on on local police. Uh, maybe they just, you know, want to keep the web sleuths at bay a bit. That just doesn't seem like good enough reasoning for I, me. I, I agree. I don't think it does either. But, I mean, you can definitely look at some other cases we've looked into, and the police seem to really despise web sleuths, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, though, I just, I don't understand why run a tip line if you're not going to give people enough information to to draw a conclusion. Well, th- that's true, but, I mean, what are we saying is not enough information? Because we've heard the guy's voice. We've we've seen him. We've seen him walk across the bridge. Um, but is there more audio? I think there has to be more audio. I, I can't say that. I mean, it seems sure. to me like it could only help yeah. to release more audio. Yeah. More words people could hear that might ring a bell. I don't know. You know, you you think if there was more audio, that when they released the little snippet that said "guys," that they would have released it then, right? You think but so? Again, you think it seems like this video has to be significantly longer than what we've seen. So we don't know what might be on it. We don't know what might have been said. I'd really like to know. I would love for them to release some more information, release the entire video. Let us let us hear this guy. Let us see what we can yeah, see. No question. Um, but we we don't have that, and I I can't say that I have a good theory about anyone this could be. I I think Chadwell seems to fit, but I can't say this man did it. You know, part of me thinks that you know they have to know who this guy is, and they just don't have enough evidence. They can't prosecute him yet. That seems likely to me too. I mean, given the uh, given the amount of information we have, like with his voice, and you know, even though it's a grainy picture, it's a picture nonetheless. Yeah. We have his general body shape, and at least some of his facial features. And this isn't just a local Indiana case. This has had national, widespread national media attention. Yeah, I mean, how many people do you think have heard that video clip? <laughs> Millions, probably. Millions have. I'm sure there are people that haven't heard it. But I think more people have heard it than haven't. I mean, it seems like somebody would have recognized that voice. A 14-year-old girl having the courage and presence of mind to film her own murderer as he approached is remarkable. Abby and Libby were brave, and as a community, I feel we have failed them. They did what was necessary to assure that their attacker would be caught, and he still evades authority. What evidence are police sitting on? Why do they refuse to share it? I can't say that they're handling this incorrectly, but I also can't believe that the Delphi killer is still at large. Someone knows who this man is. Someone can identify him. If you have any information about the murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German, please call the FBI tip line at 844-459. Five seven eight six. That wraps up another episode of Fact and Suspicion. We want to thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. And if you did, we'd love it if you would like and subscribe to our YouTube video or subscribe to our podcast feed on whatever platform you use. And maybe tell a friend about us too. If you have any feedback for us or if you'd like to suggest a case for us to cover, 
then we'd like for you to reach out to us through our email at factandsuspicion at gmail.com or on Twitter at and suspicion.